successful media and public affairs consultant, accomplished entrepreneur and national writer and contributor, attorney who served in the Missouri House of Representatives, worked in the White House and CNN, thought leader, entrepreneur, and host who takes the conversation to the next level. Prepare to get rare access to fascinating guests. You're connected. You have the it factor. You've joined Grill Nation. Connect with Jason on Twitter at Jason Grill. Connect with the show on Twitter at Grill Nation Show. And online at GrillNationShow.com. Welcome your host of Grill Nation. Always dressed up and ready to go even in a radio studio. Here's Jason Grill. Hello and welcome to Grill Nation. I'm your host, Jason Grill. Thanks for joining us today on the KMBZ Business Channel, 1660 AM, and on KMBZ.com. I hope you've... uh, had a uh, had a great weekend last weekend with Memorial Day and the holiday, and uh, it's been a it's been a hard time adjusting back to work this week. But uh, the great thing about it is is that the weekend is right around the corner. I uh, appreciate you joining us again. You can connect with me on Twitter at Jason Grill and at Grill Nation Show. You can also connect with us on KMBZ.com. There's a Grill Nation Show podcast page as well as at GrillNationShow.com where you can. Find all of our sponsor supporters and some photos from the show. Thanks for uh, coming to the website. Uh, the sponsors and partners of the show, I want to mention them real briefly at a live read at the beginning of the show today. Uh, obviously, John Kenny Hertz, who brings, uh, he, he brings a lot to the show, and he comes in once a month from Kenny Hertz Perry Law Firm. Hope you've enjoyed him. Uh, the Bash Group, Andrew Bash, guest co-host and contributor. Ryan Maybe from the Rieger Hotel Grill and Exchange and Jay Rieger and Co. Whiskey, guest co-host and contributor to Grilled Nation. Uh, Danny Pfeiffer from Catalyst. He's our government relations and political contributor. And the Kansas City Power and Light District, uh, Nick Benjamin, who is the um, executive director of Kansas City Power and Light District, uh, as well as some of the folks from Cordish. They've been doing great things for us and really appreciate them sponsoring and partnering with the show. I've, I've mentioned this before, but I will be uh, moving to One Light at the end of the year. And so I'm excited to be a part of what they're doing down there at Power and Light District. On today's show, uh, it's it's a quarter point of the Major League Baseball season or around that. Uh, so we wanted to have Joel Goldberg, who is uh, with Fox Sports Kansas City. You see him on TV all the time uh, before the sh- before the games, after the games, on the uh, sideline by the dugout for post game interviews. He basically does it all over there. Uh, we had him on at the beginning of the year, kind of a preview. I wanted to have him on again. Uh, right now, we're also going to have him on around a little bit around the All-Star break to kind of give you a take on what's going on with the Royals. Obviously, the season has started off well, and I uh, wanted to have him on the show, hopefully maybe a segment or two today to talk about. He's in uh, New York City right now with the Royals to talk about uh, traveling on the road with the team, talking about New York, and also talking about the state of the team so far. Also, we have uh, Nathan Corn, who is going to be on the show, who is the founder of Flex Pro Meals, really cool thing I've been doing for the last month with uh, fresh food to your house every week. I want to talk to him about his company and also uh, tell you how I've been doing on that program. And then our final segment, we will have uh, Dr. Brian Mathis, uh, who is a dermatologist here in Kansas City, who also is uh, very entrepreneurial and has a new tech app that he's partnered with, uh, a company that's going through Techstars. Uh, accelerator right now called First Derm. So we're going to have him on the show with Summer coming up talking about skincare. So let's start off with our first segment today. We have Joel Goldberg uh, from Fox Sports Kansas City on the line right now in uh, beautiful New York City. Joel, welcome to Grill Nation. How are you? Good to be with you, Jason. How are you? Good to see you, man. I can't believe it was, I can't believe we had you on in, in April. Just time flies. You know, we're, we're almost to June now. How's it going, man? Well, um, I'll give you this one. I, I thought this was pretty cool. I was I was talking on Monday to um, Buster Olney from ESPN. They were doing the game, uh, which which you wouldn't have seen in Kansas City. Um, they Sunday nights they have exclusive rights, but this is one of those the rest of the country saw ESPN and Kansas City. Um, you know, you had you had our regular broadcast. But I was talking to him, and and he just sort of said, you know, this. I said that you know the Royals and Cardinals, and I know. That's probably the two best teams in baseball right now playing last weekend. And he said, yeah, but it's it's not even close. He said that the Royals right now are number one in baseball, and the drop-off is significant. And I said, really, you think, you think the Cardinals are that far? And he said, they just have more holes. He said, the Royals right now, they don't have holes. They've got depth. They've got strength at every single position. 
and we'll see how it all plays out. But I thought that was pretty cool. He's one of many, many national people that did not pick the Royals to win the division. Um, yeah, he recognizes right now that um, that they may have underestimated the Royals, and I think there's a lot of that feeling all around baseball right now. There really is. Um, it's pretty crazy that they're the best team in baseball as we sit here a quarter of the way through the season. As you know, it's a long season, Joel. Um, one of the things we talked about at the beginning of, of when you came on for the first time at the beginning of the year was the pitching staff. Kind of talk to us about that because, you know, earlier this week we uh, – we saw a historic, uh, historic outing from uh, Jeremy Guthrie, not on the good way, but uh, it, there's a lot of question marks there. And, and I think I, I told you this before. I think Danny Duffy is is one of the keys to the team to that rotation. So you know, there's a lot of question marks, but still, the team has got the best record in baseball. Yeah, no, I agree with that. And I mean, a couple thoughts. First off, the you know, as far as Jeremy Guthrie start back on Monday, you know, it, it's it's one of those things that every pitcher like Jeff Montgomery was saying, every pitcher's going to have those. Um, they don't They don't ever come like that to that extent. You know, it's very rare that you see a guy <laughs> go 11 runs and, you know, one inning or less. It, it's absolutely historic in a bad way. Um, there have only been a few that have done it. But, you know, if you think about a pitcher that, that has a, an outing where he goes two innings and gives up six runs, that, that happens, you know, to everyone in baseball, even to Cy Young Award winners. So, I think that the mindset when something like that happens is um, it, it's tough for all of us fans to forget it because you start seeing the numbers and the perspective on it. But if you're him, um, you know, if this came after four or five bad starts in a row, mm-hmm. I think you start having to say, wait a minute, what's wrong here? But this comes off of two phenomenal starts by him. I mean, he had just gone seven innings, um, you know, and given up, I think, no runs against um, against Cincinnati. One or no runs, I can't remember. And he had a great start for him before that. So I think if you're Jeremy Guthrie, you just sit there and say, okay, let's, let's, let's get back to work and, and you know, forget about it. The ERA is not going to let me forget about it for a while, but um, I've been around. I know how to do that. So fans will forget about it, too, if he puts up some good starts. And, mm-hmm. and if he doesn't, then, you know, you, you move on at some point. So, um, so that's that. I think that, that they do have to get Danny Duffy right. Um, I agree with that. I still think that Ventura and Duffy are a huge key. What I do like right now, two things is one, as the starting pitching has struggled, which, by the way, until you know Guthrie's start on Monday, um, they had a nice stretch of about a week and a half going, where almost every start was really good by the rotation, um, to the point where, you know, entering that New York series, they had the seventh best starting pitching ERA in the American League, and it had been like eleventh or twelfth about a week ago. So they made some some big time strides. But I think that when you look at this rotation going forward, especially with a team that has weathered the storm, suspensions, injuries, and shaky rotation, to still have the best record in baseball through a lot of that or some of that, um, they put themselves in a spot that if those things don't work themselves out in the right direction, they'll go find someone else. They, they just will. And it doesn't have to be Johnny Cueto or the biggest name. Look at what the Cardinals do when they go out and get a guy like a John Lackey. They'll make a deal if they need to. That's going to work. Don't forget they got Chris Medlin coming back, too. So I mm-hmm. think that there are a lot of possibilities and options here to fix something that might not be working. And the best news of all is, as it's not working, at times, the team is still winning. That's right. We're talking to Joel Goldberg, who is with Fox Sports Kansas City, the pre- and post-game host on Royals Live. Joel, talk to me about the K, man. Um you know, since we last spoke, I went out west, so I'm going to talk to you about that a little bit, some of those stadiums. But uh, the K lately has been regularly getting close to a sell, at least the last couple of weeks with the New York series and the Cardinals series. What has that been like for you? I, I, you know, it's, uh, and I also want to have a follow up on that too in a second, but what is that like when you're in a stadium every day with a full crowd? Well, it's energy. I mean, I've known for a long time since before I came to Kansas City that Coffin Stadium is one of the best in the country. It just, it has a uniqueness to it with the fountains and, and certainly after they made the renovations. It's really a spectacular stadium and still never know. Like I, I go over and over in my head rankings um, of favorites and all that. And I don't know where I put Coffin Stadium, but it's it's for sure in my mind a top 10 stadium. And I, I haven't talked to too many people uh, in baseball to travel like I do that would disagree with me on that. But the one thing that was holding it back before was it's it's tough to have a great energy in a field when there's 12,000 or 14,000 people. There's just a lot of emptiness there. Mm-hmm. That's not the case. And you, you, you mentioned um, 
you know, the Yankees series and the Cardinals series, the one to me that'll stand out more than anything, though, is the Red Series. Because here's right. a nondescript Cincinnati Reds team on back-to-back nights. They haven't played at Kauffman Stadium since, I think, 2009. The Royals haven't played them since 2010. I mean, we're talking Zach Greinke era, um, you know, when, when they last played them. Uh, they're in for just two games. There, there, there's, there's no one in Kansas City that is going to be drawn to the stadium to see the Cincinnati Reds, like, unless you got some transplants or something like that. And on a kind of cold, dreary, late May pair of nights where it's misting and it's 50 degrees, not really May weather, they had 29 and 30,000 on back-to-back nights. Uh, that Those are the games that in the past got 12,000. And so what's happening, and I think you and I talked about this in April, it's very much like um, like a new restaurant opening um, or let's say like a, a big I remember talking to a restaurant owner about this uh, a couple of years ago that, you know, he had a, a successful restaurant in the area and he opened up a new, a new, um, a new branch in a spot where, uh, where another restaurant had been. And it wasn't just going to be the name alone because the, the, they needed to change some habits. They needed people to make it their habit to go to this restaurant. Um, they go to the other ones already. And, and that's kind of like what's going on now, I think, with the Royals, is that you're seeing habits change, and it takes time. No one has ever gone to a weeknight game in May when the weather's not great, and, um, you know, and, 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 and it's a school night because, well, it's a school night. Mm-hmm. Well, they have school nights in St. Louis. And in San Francisco and, and in, in, yeah, all these good teams. It's, because it's been their habit. And what happened last year is as all these kids are sitting at home with their parents and they're saying, I want to go to a Royals game. Well, we can't. It's the World Series. It's sold out. So what are they doing? They're, they're putting on their agenda, trying to get there in April and May right away because their kids have been talking about it all season or, or, or just families or, you know, adults, whatever, have been talking about it. Well, now suddenly there's 38,000 on a Friday, Saturday night. When are you going to be able to get tickets on a Tuesday or Wednesday night? So th- this is how this is how you form habits and it's, it, it's happening and Obviously, winning out of the gate was huge for that. It just reinforced everything that everyone went through as fans in September and October. And now I think you have this, you know, this perfect storm. Joel, we got a minute thirty left in this segment. Uh, I'm going to have you back for another short one. But tell me real quickly why why do we see such big Royals crowds on Friday night? And then I went to the game on Saturday and Sunday against the Cardinals, and it was it was it was seventy thirty maybe on Friday, then fifty fifty in my opinion on Saturday and Sunday. Yeah, I didn't think it was 50-50, Jason. 60-40, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I I just... Sometimes that stuff shows up a little bit more when there's more to cheer about, you know? Mm -hmm. So if you think about the game on Friday night, right? I mean, the the Royals won that one handily, right? Right. And um, I think there was plenty of red there. There wasn't a whole lot to cheer about. You could see it. You just didn't hear them. I think you heard them a little bit more on Saturday, more on Sunday. But I I thought it was the... it It was... to me, the most I've ever seen Royal fans being there, um, and the ratio was better than it's ever been. I, you know, I think in the past it always was kind of like 50-50 or probably even worse. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was more like, you know, 75-25, maybe 70-30-60-40, something like that. Right. I, I, I think it's a, it's a good time. It was, it was. The hardest part for me is, is as a Mizzou grad and a Mizzou fan, is when I see a uh, car- yeah. person wearing a Cardinals jersey and a Mizzou poncho because it was raining all weekend and... I just I'm not a big fan of Cardinals fans, but then I have to remember that they also root for Mizzou, which is always well, tough. <laughs> yeah, no, I know that makes sense. You know what I really liked about it? I know you got to get to a break. What I really liked about it was, unlike the past, where maybe we we won the series and that was all we had to brag about. Now it was, hey guys, um, good job winning today. Uh, we won the series, and, and oh by the way, we we have the best record in baseball. Thanks for coming. I love it. We'll be right back with more from Joel Goldberg. Thanks for listening to Grill Nation. Running down the street like your hair's on fire. Like a man on the wire Can't stop laughing but I don't Yeah yeah, I'm up at Brooklyn. Now I'm down in Tribeca, right next to the Nero. Welcome back to Grill Nation. Thanks for joining us today on the KMBZ Business Channel, 1660 AM and on KMBZ.com. Jason Grill, you're great, great, great to be here with you guys and great to see you again. Uh, we're here with Joel Goldberg, the host of Royals Live on Fox Sports Kansas City and uh, our uh, baseball contributor. Joel, okay, so you're in New York City. Uh, the Royals are playing the Yankees this week. Uh, they're also be going to Chicago to play at Wrigley Field, which is one of my favorite ballparks. I have not been to the New Yankee Stadium yet. Um, what was that like? Was there a lot of Royals fan in the crowd uh, in New York? 
There were, and I, I thought it was it was really cool. I mean, we're, we're seeing that all over the all over the country now, um, and, and we usually see it on the coasts. I mean, if you think about people that you know maybe have relocated, there's a good chance they're going to be you know in LA or New York or um, you know the bigger cities, and so we do a lot of times see Royals fans pop up, but we're just seeing more now. And um, you know, like on Memorial Day, the there weren't a lot of people there. I, I think people it was a nice day, I think warm day. I think people wanted to go to the beach. Mm-hmm. Uh, in in New York, but there were I mean for them thirty six thousand, but there were a lot of Royals fans there, um, which was great. I, I you know I've been to every stadium, active stadium, but the Miami's, and hopefully I know we have them in interleague next year. I'm hoping we're there, um, just so I can see it and you know say I've been there and I think I've been to something like um, forty or I can't remember what the number is overall. Maybe maybe fifty. Um, I think Yankee Stadium is okay. It's it's not. I mean, again, if I get back to my rankings, it's not my top 10. It's probably not my top 15. I think I can rattle off um, a ton of stadiums that I enjoy more. Did you like the old um, stadium better than the new one? Yeah, the old stadium was falling apart. To me, that, like, you know, I always enjoyed kind of, at least for me, comparing Fenway to the old Yankee Stadium. And what made old Yankee Stadium great was that Babe Ruth played there and Mickey Mantle played there and Joe DiMaggio played there and Whitey Ford and Yogi Berra and, you know, Lou Gehrig and, and on and on. I think that was the aura of the place. And so from a, you know, in, in one standpoint, it still has that there because you see all those, you know, names and the plaques and, you know, the retired numbers, Monument Park. Um, but I thought the old place was kind of a dump with a lot of incredible history, whereas Fenway to me has just an incredible aura about it, um, like a Wrigley Field. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think, you know, as you would expect when you build a billion-dollar stadium or whatever it is, it has all the amenities. It's, it's very impressive. But I just I don't walk in there and get get that same feeling I do when I walk into Camden Yards in Baltimore, uh, when I walk into Seattle Stadium, Pittsburgh Stadium. Um, what about Boston Dodger Stadium? Stadium? I went to Dodger Stadium a couple of weeks ago. I'm I'm a big fan of Dodger Stadium. I love that yeah. location. That location yeah. is the, one of the coolest things when you go into the parking lot and you're you got you Chavez Ravine. You got these parks and mountains, kind of trees, and just then there's a baseball stadium. And it's pretty. It seems pretty historic. It seems pretty old Hollywood, but they've re- made it a little bit nicer. It just it just seemed to me to be a, a great place to watch baseball. It, it's it, it's got the aura, yeah, you know, and um and and it's got that feel and 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 even though they haven't been around as long as the Yankees, it's still you know you you feel like it's the same place that it was when the Brooklyn Dodgers moved out there. So. So yeah, I mean that's I, I I don't you know to me um, and even more recently what made Yankee Stadium good was the big names that were still playing there. Well, they don't have those anymore. I mean, yeah. there's there's no Jeter, there's no Rivera. I mean, if A Rod's your biggest name and that's what you're trying to sell, um, it's tough right now. That's not all that good. And yeah. uh, I know they have custom made order sushi in the uh, in their in their crown seats there because a buddy of mine sat there on Monday and he he told us all about it. Um, <laughs> Was, so, that, was that the buddy? Was that the buddy that was taking pictures of my socks? It was. I told him to say hi to you, but he was. Uh, he works in D.C. He's the guy I got to connect you with uh, in, uh, in D.C. But uh, yeah, I was. I was trying to get his get him to get your attention. So yeah, he, he did. Was, he did. He got it during the pregame. He was pointing at the socks. He goes, "I got to take a picture and send it out." And I couldn't hear all what he was saying, but I was assuming it was a buddy of yours. Yeah, it was. Um, how are those socks working out for you so far? The uh, sock one hundred treating you well this year. Have they lasted through twenty five games or whatever? We're at forty five games. There, there are a couple that have been banished to just wearing them when I'm not working that I really like, and most disappointingly, the JGs being as though those are both of our initials. Oh, and two. I think they're 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 probably they might be the best looking ones in the group, but they're oh and two, and I feel as though I, I'd be doing you know the team and and all of the uh, city a disservice if I were to wear them to a game again. Do you guys uh, do you guys stay in Manhattan when you when you travel to New yeah. York? Well, yeah, we stay in Manhattan, nice. and um, you know I think everybody's different, like. Some people, this is probably true of players, but certainly the guys that I travel with on the crew, um, some people never really get too out of their comfort zone and they'll, they'll, they'll never really go too much beyond the hotel, or um, whether it's out for a meal or a drink, um, hop on the team bus, take the team bus and come back. I, I like to get out and see things. So, you know, we had, we had uh, the day game on Monday and then and then some time to get out. And I went down to the West Village and Love that know, area. walked around there. Yeah, it's just, just a fun area. and. Um, you know, really, really cool to, you know, to, to see all the diversity. I'm, I'm a subway guy, so I, I, I will take the bus back with the team, but I like to take the subway to the stadium. Uh, there's a subway stop a block and a half from our hotel, which uh, we, we stay, um, we stay Midtown uh, for people that are familiar with the area, like Sixth uh, Avenue, 54th Street. Yeah. Um, 
you know, a few blocks from uh, David Letterman's. Uh, oh, yeah, you're right in Midtown and, then, yeah. It's a shame and, you couldn't uh, see Letterman before he went off the air. I know, I know. I, I thought about that. Um, that would have been, but, it, you know, it's, the odds of that really, you, you need to you need to have a day off in between series um, and right time of year and, you know, that or Saturday Night Live or, or whatever it is, a little bit tougher to do in the summer. Um, so, yeah, I mean, New York is, is is great, was, obviously. And to have New York and Chicago in one week is that's that's pretty darn that's, good. That's the trifecta. You'll see a lot of Royals fans in Chicago. I'm assuming I wish I could make it up there. Hey, when I was in New York uh, for a Royals Yankees series once, I was in Chinatown uh, walking through like Canal Street where they saw the uh, knockoffs and whatnot. Well, they say they're not, but you know what they are. And uh, Mike Sweeney, I had a uh, he was walking down the street, and we recognized him obviously, and no one obviously recognized him at that time in New York City. And uh, he was so shocked that we knew who he was. And he just got the $55 million contract, and he was talking about buying stuff for his wife. And I'm like, man, if I just got a $55 million contract, I probably would go to the real Louis Vuitton uh, than the uh, the fake guys on Canal. But it was pretty funny. He was pretty nice. He was pretty nice and pretty shocked that in the middle of New York City uh, that we stopped him and said hello. Back then, you know, the Royals were losing 100 games a season, so... Uh, well, you know, I, I, I'm pretty sure that uh, Mike Moustakis could probably walk through Manhattan and and the majority of people wouldn't know who he is either. And, you know, the, the New York Rangers, they're playing the Tampa Bay Lightning. I'm sure that, you know, players on the Lightning, and for that matter, a lot of other Rangers could probably walk through Manhattan. Most people wouldn't know who they are either. That's, you, you can you can, uh, you can can exist pretty anonymously here unless, you know. Unless, unless is, you're um, Derek Jeter, right? <laughs> unless you're Derek Jeter or Donald Trump or something like that, yeah. Well, um you're going to be having fun. I love the West Village, man. Keep having fun there. Uh, real quickie for you here. Since you're going to Chicago, uh, do you prefer working day or night games? Um, I probably prefer night games, although the day games are, are nice because then you have the rest of your – you actually have the ability to, to go to dinner and, and have a night. Um, you know, and, and oftentimes uh, we're finishing up work at 11 at night. Um, so – the only problem, though, the thing I don't like about day games is it just sort of messes up your daily routine. And this is a trip where we have, I think, four of them. I mean, there's Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday, um, you know, with, with Wrigley Friday, Sunday. Saturday is national TV, so I actually have another uh, off day in Chicago, which is great. Oh, but, man. Um, but, you know, it, it's, it, it just changes the routine a little bit. For sure. Joe, what's your Twitter handle so we can follow you on Twitter? Goldberg KC. Have you got on, and, Inst- and, have you got on Instagram and, yet, man? <laughs> yeah, but I don't know what it is. Uh, one of these days, one one of these days, um, Jason. Um, see, like I, you know, I, I'm showing my age. I mean, I, I'm proud of the fact that um, I'm active on Twitter. Uh, most of the guys that I work with are not. Um, for some reason, there's a lot of people following me. But now I'll show my age. Like I need you to help me with Instagram, of course, Vines um, and Snapchats and whatever the heck. You're all that you're, uh, you're you're doing great, man. Uh, Joel Goldberg, the <laughs> From Fox Sports Kansas City, the host of Royals Live, and you also catch him uh, after the game interviewing Royals a lot lately because we've been winning a lot. Thanks for coming on Grill Nation. Joel, I want to check back in with you uh, around the All-Star break if that's cool. Have fun in uh, the rest of your time in New York and uh, this weekend in Chicago. Sounds good. And uh, like a NASCAR driver, I would like to thank Sox101.com uh, <laughs> for, for, for all of the regular support. And I will uh, continue... Um, Especially on the road when I'm sitting on the field and, and people can take pictures of, uh, yes, of all those socks. We'll, we'll continue please. to support my favorite sock company. Thank you. Sock101.com. Thanks, Joel. We'll talk to you later. <laughs> all right, Jay. See you, buddy. Your perfect well, you can tell everybody. Yeah, you can tell everybody. Go ahead and tell everybody. I'm the man, I'm the man. I'm Welcome back to Grill Nation. Thanks for joining us today on the KMBZ Business Channel, 1660 AM, and on KMBZ.com. You can connect with me, your host, Jason Grill, on Twitter, at Jason Grill and at Grill Nation Show. Uh, big month here. Uh, we're getting near the end of it, but it's uh, Skin Cancer Awareness Month. And one of the things that uh, one of the greatest uh, dermatologists in Kansas City who I've known for a few years is uh, Dr. Brian Mathis from Sunflower Dermatology. And uh, he brought a friend with him today, a business partner, Alexander Borv, uh, the founder of First Derm, which is going through the Techstars uh, Accelerator program right now, powered by Sprint. Welcome to Girl Nation, guys. How are you? Well, thanks for having us, Jason. Good to have you guys. So uh, let's just get started with Alexander. Uh, I know you're you're from the Bay Area, right? Uh, and so you've been in Kansas City now how long? 
I've been here for three months. Okay. So you, you went through the, you got accepted into the Techstars program. What, how did you figure out about that and how did you kind of uh, decide to come to Kansas City? So, uh, we know, uh, the managing director, John Fine mm-hmm. from uh, a year back. So we actually applied for the first class as well. Uh, we came on 11th spot. Oh. Uh, you were only supposed to be in there. You were only 10, so we were on the reserve. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So he followed up with us after that program and uh, he asked if we wanted to apply again. And then uh, we applied again, and uh, yeah, here we are. We got into the program. Okay, so what is first term? So first term is uh, basically it's a, a dermatology service that uh, on any skin issue that you might be worried about, uh, you can take a picture of that. Uh, you send it in to our board-certified dermatologists. Um, uh, you explain a little bit what it can be, a little bit like that, and you're also anonymous when you're doing it. So there's no sign-up or anything like that. Uh, within hours, you'll have a reply from uh, our board-certified dermatologist of what it can be, how you can treat it, or if you should go and see the doctor. Mm-hmm. Uh, from our data to date, 70% can go to the pharmacy and buy over-the-counter medication, uh, which saves time and money. And uh, Dr. Mathis over there is one of your advisors, and is he one of the people that respond to these inquiries? Yes, I'm one of the responders. So you're a really- first responder, <laughs> if you will. So what, what, how does this work? So I have, I have a, something on my hand or something, and I, I, I take a photo of it. I, I go through the process. Is there a cost involved, or how does that work? So uh, you've, uh, depending on how quickly you want the answer. So if you okay. want the answer within eight hours, then it costs $100. If you want the answer within 24 hours, it costs 40 And if you can wait two days, it costs $25. So it's it really kind of a, a good peace of mind too, because if you take a photo of something and you're you're looking at it, and you're like, oh, I wonder, is this cancerous or is this just the pimple or something? You know, I mean, you can tell pretty quickly if you have a board certified doctor looking at it, and to spend forty dollars and then go to your pharmacy saves you a lot of time, I would think, uh, for people that are very busy and hope you know some money too, and and then obviously they refer. For yeah. you to other people. It's not only that that you save time, but it's very much that to, to get a dermatologist appointment here in, in Kansas City, it's average time of 29 days, if I'm correct. Wow. It can be anywhere from, some. it depends on the time of year. So sometimes at the end of the summer when people are going back to school, uh, it can be very busy. Uh, it depends on the practice. But the average time in the United States is about 30 days for waiting. We can at our office at Sunflower Dermatology, we can get you in a little faster because we prioritize that, but that's just different business models. Yeah, I mean, I remember going to one in Kansas City. It was like six months yeah. back, back in college. It was a long wait, and it's like frustrating. Right. You, don't, you know, at that point, you're like, whatever, you know, too so, much. So that's where our service comes in, that we can triage, we can screen. So, for example, in 70% of the cases, that's something that you can treat okay. with over-the-counter. And the other 30% is actually something which is more severe where you should actually then go in and see a dermatologist. And then if you share that answer that we tell you to go to a dermatologist with Brian Matthews uh, Clinic, he will then look at that answer and he will then even prioritize you in the queue because he, knew, he knows that that's something that's already been screened. Mm. How did you guys meet? I know you're, you're, you're in the, meta, the medicine uh, field as well, Alexander. So we, we met on the internet. Oh, really? Not, not like how you are thinking, <laughs> but uh, we met through... Dermatch.com. <laughs> we, we met, we met uh, actually through Twitter, and uh, there was someone uh, that Brian Matthews has been working with, uh, with a pediatrician, uh, Natasha, I can't remember her name. She actually introduced Matthew and me uh, to each other, uh, email. Then we met uh, in Denver at the American Association of Dermatology Conference. Okay. And uh, Brian, he uh, understands technology very well and is uh is very up to date with everything so he's like well this sounds great how can i help you out is that something that other dermatologists around the country understand or is it just people like dr mathis is it is it because you know as an attorney i don't practice as much as i used to but i found that the legal field was very slow to adapt to uh, technology and and whatnot and so how does that in the dermatology field Dr. Mathis. There's a lot of people in the space now for, they call it teledermatology, essentially, where you can use what they call store and forward photos to get, to give an opinion. And so, um, you know, the dermatologist, I'm probably at the top edge of age where people older than me aren't going to be as interested, but Mm -hmm. younger people, um, who are going to be very interested because everyone's on their smartphone all the time. And as a physician, we see patients all the time who bring in pictures. They're like, well, 
It looks like this today, but if you look three days ago, if you look five days ago, if you look eight days ago, they show you these photos already. So it's just a natural evolution of what the market is demanding, where everyone, uh, the younger generations, Generation Y and the the tweeners and the, all the all the classifications, they don't want to come to the doctor anymore. No. They don't. They don't see us as a value. You know, my parents would sit and wait an hour in the reception area, but. Jason Grill would be like, in 10 minutes, why am I not seeing Dr. Mathis? I'm going to bust his balls a little bit. We're going to, why am I not seeing him? You know, so, so yeah. people just don't have, they don't have the time. They don't want to wait. So this is a way to not wait where, you know, I've got this issue. I can t- snap a couple photos, give a history and then get an answer. And then you can choose how fast you want it. If you want it fast, you write a bigger check. If you're patient for a couple of days, you spend less. And, and what, uh, what has the reaction been, uh, to the, uh, the technology from, from, from the overall? From the doctors, are they? So, so the doctors, they are um, the younger generation. They they think this is obviously something that's going to come. Uh, the the older generation are a little bit hesitant because they think that we are actually taking their customers. Sure. But basically, we are getting out the customers that would basically not go to the dermatologist. We actually find things that send them into a doctor's office. So, from a patient, you no, know, from a doctor's waiting list we are bringing in more dermatology patients that really should be seen and some kind of um, treatment procedure should be done. So these are higher value patients for mm-hmm. the dermatologist. And we keep out the ones that just have a little pimple or sure. just a little wart or something like that. They get then uh, over-the-counter advice. Interesting. And you guys are uh, you're almost through the Techstars program. It's, it's going to come quickly to Demo Day. Um, what happens after that? I mean, hopefully you get some more exposure out of that. Obviously, you've met a lot of great resources here through Techstars and through the program. Um, are you going to uh, you know, expand into other markets? How is that working right now? So uh, we, we're based out of the, the Bay Area, San right. Francisco, and uh, it's been very helpful to, for us to be here in the, the Midwest. We met Sprint, uh, Cerner. Uh, we met uh, a lot of other big companies, Barclays, and very helpful people here, and everyone's like very, uh, uh, very positive. So that's sure. been great. So we'll go back to the Bay Area, and we will uh, raise some money. And we already are thinking of setting up an office here in Kansas City mm-hmm. to help with these uh, connections that we already received so far. When did you start the company? Actually, when did you conceive the company? So I, I'm a researcher in telemedicine. So I started this as a research and development company back in 2008 in Sweden. Um, at that time, if you recall, I realized you had an accent yeah. after exa- Alexander Borg. You know, I, I didn't think you were from Kansas City, but now I'm. Now it makes sense. Now it you're makes from, sense. You're from uh, Scandinavia. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you can see from my looks though that I'm Swedish, right? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so I started back in 2008. But I brought the company over to the Bay Area in 2013. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. I was just out there about a month ago. It was a great time. Yeah, I love I love California. I love the coast, so it was fun. Yeah. Um, very cool. So then, Dr. Mathis, are you just going to just keep rocking and rolling? I mean, you have a huge patient. Uh, is this going to change your uh, your schedule at all? I mean, it seems like you're going to get more and more um, patients. Now. It, you know, I think it will change in some ways. It, it will just It's just about the evolution of what patients want. You know, I think doctors, potentially like attorneys, we feel like we know what we want. But at the end of the day, we don't really get to choose. Mm-hmm. The patients get to choose. And so when people start coming in with these, you know, these these things on their cell phone and everyone has taken a, a medical selfie and everyone's doing all these things. It's just eventually going to change into where people won't have to leave their home or work or whatnot to get, to get expert advice. And this is clearly a better option than Googling something and then trying to figure it out yourself. Cause you have such a limited patient base. You know, you just, you only know what you know, but you have no idea what you don't know. So when you Google something, you can think you have cancer. You can think you have anything because Google will lead you down whatever path you're most concerned about. So um, I think it will change the way we practice medicine, and I think this is a great consu- direct-to-consumer app to where you know you can just get an opinion. It not, does not substitute a medical visit necessarily, but it can give you an expert opinion. So if you're worried about something, it validates the worry or dispels it. And then as long as you use common sense with what happens next, if something changes, then you either buzzes back on first term or go see your doctor and, and figure it out. I think it's just the idea like, Alexander said about getting people who would not go to the doctor anyway to be like, gosh, I wonder what this is. I'll just check and see what happens. That's really and it's it's affordable. Yeah, so, I, mean, I mean, I mean, it's it's forty bucks. Most of the copays are more than that currently, yeah. anyway, and you don't have to. 
to take time away from work or family or anything. You can just kind of do it. And and sometimes and we answer cases and we're not sure. So you got to see someone. I mean, it doesn't it doesn't completely take over going to a doctor, but it can eliminate things or give you advice that's expert that that you you know that's worth worth your time. It's interesting. So I guess the key really is now is just continue to grow and get the funding and get more doctors and more dermatologists uh, on as uh, resources throughout the country, right? That, that's correct. And then uh, we're also looking into other verticals that we want sure. to expand into. Uh, but right now it's very important to teach the consumer that this service is something that is useful, is worth the money, and also can even save your life. Mm-hmm. What, uh, what are your impressions been of Kansas City in the last few months since you've been here? Besides, well, besides all the resources and stuff from from coming from you know Europe, obviously, then moving to the Bay Area recently in the last few years. What I mean, were you shocked? Were you surprised? Were you unhappy? Happy? No, I mean, I've been uh, generally very happy. Uh, I'm a little bit uh, pissed off in the sense that I've uh, gained five pounds uh, <laughs> since I've been here. You're not walking. But I guess as much. that's uh, well. I guess that's all that barbecue that you have. It's, <laughs> what's it called? Jack Stacks. Yes, it's, uh, yes. it's awesome. So Although that's I, that's been great. <laughs> Although I did have when I was in San Francisco a lot of sourdough bread and uh, and uh, crab and you know all the the good things you all have out there a lot of uh, good beer out there too mm-hmm. so well that's good very good Doctor Mathis um, Skin Cancer Awareness Month we got a minute left um, we're entering summer here gonna we get some good tips some some tidbits on what we should be doing with our skin sure I think the best thing to do is just you know uh, to avoid Purposeful tanning, so just the sun protection every day would be great. I should I not know. have gone to the tanning bed this no, morning. You just, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You should. Yeah, there's more. <laughs> there's more uh, skin cancers from tanning beds, and there are lung cancer from smoking. So it's a big deal. Yeah. Um, we just want you know if you wear sun protection daily, Jason, you'll cut your risk in half by fifty percent just wearing it every day. So after you shave or looks like today you may maybe didn't no, shave. No, but this is the holiday. The yeah, holiday still, still 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 coming. Um, in. You know, I would just say that. If you have a skin area that doesn't look right to you or looks different uh, or something's just not healing, uh, uh, get it checked out. Don't wait. Uh, we lose one person every hour. One, during your show, Jason, one person will die of skin cancer wow. every day all the time. Um, just in, the, in 2015, we'll lose the, the cities of Riverside, Missouri, and Parkville, Missouri to skin cancer, just completely obliterated. Every year we lose the same amount of people. So just get your skin checked and wear some sun protection and stay out of the tanning bed. Dr. Brian Mathis from Sunflower Dermatology, uh, sunflowerdermatology.com. Alexander Bohr from FirstDerm, firstderm.com. Thanks for coming on the Grill Nation show today, and uh, congrats on everything you guys are doing. Thank you much, Jason. We'll talk to you again soon. Thanks for having us. We're right back on Grill Nation. Welcome back to Grill Nation. Thanks for joining us today, guys. I hope you've enjoyed the show so far. Uh, always appreciate you tuning in to the Grill Nation show on KMBZ Radio, 1660 AM and on KMBZ.com. Also appreciate you hitting me up on Twitter at Jason Grill and at Grill Nation Show. It's been a great, great uh, spring. We're going into summer here, and uh, one of the things about summer is uh, you have to uh, go to the beach or, uh, I guess, go to the pool or... You know, go to the gym more. I don't know. You're just you're just out in public more in Kansas City because it's it's uh, it's warmer weather and uh, there's a lot more stuff happening than there is in the wintertime. And so uh, one of the things I've done recently is uh, uh, I tried this 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 meal plan, Flex Pro Meals, uh, for about the last month. And it's basically I get what seven seven days of food or five days of food to my house, three meals a day, and some snacks. And uh, it's been a good experience. So I wanted to have. Uh, Nathan Korn, who's the founder of Flex Pro Meals on Grill Nation, to talk about his company and uh, kind of go over what I've experienced. And uh, you know, it's 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 one of those days where you gotta like with summer coming, you kind of want to look better, I guess, with your mm-hmm. shirt off, right, Nathan? Absolutely. So uh, we have Nathan Korn in studio. How are you, Nathan? Doing great. Hey, thanks for having me. Hey, uh, appreciate you coming on. Um, first off, I want to tell our listeners your website is flexpromeals.com. Um, and I think I met you when you're in the beta box program, right? That's correct. Yeah. Uh, at, at a couple of years ago, you started this company, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're about two years old. Two, two years old. So take us through exactly, you know, you were unique because there are, a f- 
a lot of these services out there. Why were you unique? Because I remember meeting you, and I felt like this was a different type of food preparation service. Right. So first of all, overall, um, a meal delivery service, meal delivery company, is overall a new concept. So our customers aren't switching from other companies generally. Uh, the majority are just adopting the service for the first time. They never had it before. So it's kind of new to, to everybody. And what makes us different is, first of all, we're a nationwide company. You're going to see a lot of local meal delivery companies, uh, but we have clients in over 40 states. Mm-hmm. And so uh, so that's that's the first thing. And secondly, we design our meal plans based around our clients' fitness goals. So, you know, a, a lot of people want to lose weight. They want to shape up for the summer. Uh, some guys like to get bigger. And then you have your busy professionals who just don't have time to cook, and they want healthy meals. Uh, eating out uh, for an affordable price, an actual healthy meal, is is ex- it's extremely difficult. And so that's where we, we come into play. And it really, I mean, I've done it for a month, guys. And I just, which one did I do? You did the shred cutting diet. The shred cutting yeah, diet. Yeah, good plan so, for the summer. Yeah, so that was uh, that was interesting because you offer what, like how many different types now? We have essentially about four or five different meal plans. And yeah. you have like lean muscle. and, mm-hmm. and, and The lean and, muscle and low plan. Low carb type one. Low carb one. We actually just introduced a Beach Body Plus diet. It's uh, it's designed specifically to help uh, you know, males, females uh, target fat loss mm-hmm. uh, throughout the day as well. Interesting. And so, take us through. Now, these are all fresh, too, right? Exactly. So they arrive at, at our client's uh, house frozen generally on a Friday or Saturday, mm-hmm. and then they're going to let their meals thaw out in the fridge uh, over the weekend, and they're good to go to start on Monday. Yeah, and I was kind of confused when I started because you get this huge. Um, box yeah. at your house and i'm like well what if i'm not there but you have you know some sort of a contraption in the box that keeps the food cold exactly it's, it's, essentially, <laughs> it's a refrigerator in a box freezer in a box yeah. and uh and so you don't have to be home uh fedex is going to drop it at your doorstep you could you know you could essentially arrive at your house the next morning the food would still be just fine mm-hmm. and so it works out really well and so you what do you do is you put like the next day in the fridge and or a couple days right and exactly you, you move those each and every Couple yeah. of days into the fridge. Exactly. We would coach our clients to to let the meals uh, thaw for twenty four to forty eight hours before okay. consuming. Um, what is this operation like? You said you've grown to forty different states now. Right. Uh, as a, as a Kansas City startup, that's a pretty quick uh, acceleration here, especially for somebody in in a market that's it seems to be uh, just getting all the food and keeping it you know fresh and doing all that. How does that yeah. How does that work? Well, you know, a new company is exciting, so people get excited about that. But more importantly, the industry is new. And so people get excited about the industry, and the reason why is because we're actually meeting a need. The whole reason why Flex Pro Meal started was because I personally uh, was a terrible cook, and I, you know, I was thinking, wouldn't it be nice if I had a, a five-star chef prepare great-tasting meals based around, you know, my fitness goals, and where I, all I had to do was just eat it, you know. So we're literally telling our clients uh, what to eat and when to eat it. Everything's day-labeled, so you, all you have to do is heat it up. It's extremely simple. Save a ton of time as a client and uh, and you know, a lot of hassle as well. It, it kind of plays mind games with you too. We're talking to Nathan Corin, the founder of Flex Pro Meals, because I uh, I I don't have the weekend ones. And so on the week, you know, you get your five for the week, and then on the weekend, you're like, well, what do I eat now? What now? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, and and you want to? I feel like on the weekends, it's kind of like it's kind of your cheat time. Exactly. But but, I'm, but the food that you're you're serving us, it's not it's not guys. It's not like the like you would think of just like super super healthy not you know you're not going to love it it actually tastes pretty good and it's it's different because it's not it's fresh and it's it's fulfill it's filling almost and i was on the shred cut the shred cut one which was a lower portion too right yeah exactly so so essentially we we have two principles that we kind of follow it's it's whole foods and no preservatives eating healthy is is not rocket science and it doesn't mean you're just uh, strictly eating you know plain chicken with uh, you know rice and and broccoli it's it's nothing like that at all so we follow whole foods, no preservatives, and we base the portion sizes around our, our clients' fitness goals. And if you have a diet like that, I mean, that's a great first step to uh, to getting people away from the drive-through and to start living a healthier lifestyle through nutrition. And these are just kind of the intros. You also have a um, – you work with some of your, your clients to actually work with them on what they want, right? Absolutely. The fitness goals, not just, hey, I'm going to deliver you food like you've been doing with me. Um, it's not just about gourmet nutrition. Sometimes it's – we're going to help you. What do you? Uh, how do you want to look? How do you want to feel? What yeah. do you like to eat? That kind of stuff. Absolutely. We have a, a what do I order tab on our website. A lot of clients will fill out. We get multiple applicants a day. If I feel that the best fit is, is one of our regular meal plans, it just depends where they're at currently, um, then we'll recommend one of those plans for them. If I feel like they need something more serious, if they're a um, 
you know, a, a serious athlete, fitness competitor, or if they have some, you know, serious allergies. Uh, so we work with clients who have celiac disease, need gluten-free diets completely, uh, things like that. Then we'll put them on a customized plan to where we can actually get uh, more serious and actually prepare meals um, in, 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 by themselves, um, you know, package things specifically for that client alone. Mm-hmm. What what is the response been? What are, what are people's favorites? Do they ever tell you the food favorites? Oh I mean, yeah, because because you you know you're running the show. You're very uh, transparent and responsive as the founder. Yeah yeah, I try to be. Um, you know, I, I like to that. I like to help people, and um and so you know a big thing. People love our chili. Um, I did love the chili. Did you like yeah, the chili? I did like it. Yeah. yeah. What do you think of the peanut butter ball snacks? Do you like those? I like those. Yeah. The peanut butter protein balls. Those are huge. People those, love those are those one things. of your snacks you get. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was kind of wish you would have given me more of those. I was getting hungry. <laughs> I get <laughs> that <laughs> a lot. I get that a lot. I get that a lot. Um, you measure all these things out, right? Obviously, it's, yeah. it's pretty close to mm-hmm. the standard, I guess. Yeah. So we essentially have uh, ballpark ranges that we stay within, uh, kind of per plan mm-hmm. uh, that we have. I did like the tamale too. You like that? I did. That was a vegan meal. Do you know that? Oh, was it? Yeah. I thought yeah. that was really good. Um, and you do the breakfast is kind of unique. I I felt like the oatmeal was really good. I don't know why. I yeah. eat oatmeal a lot, but yeah. uh, your oatmeal was really good. Awesome. Thanks. Um, you know, and then you have a lot of different things with chicken and meat and whatnot because mm-hmm. I was on the more of the protein plan. Right. But yeah. it, each of them had their unique spin on it. Right. Uh, which was kind of cool, yeah. I thought. Uh, but yeah, I like the snacks. Yeah, we, we, we try to keep the variety pretty high. Um, so right now, you're not going to see the same dish more than once in a month. Um, so we, we really try to keep everything different because sometimes people think eating healthy means, you know, uh, you know, even if they are cooking it themselves, a lot of times their meals get repetitive. Mm-hmm. And we try to make well, that mine do, for case. sure. Right. I mean, I'm not married. I'm, I'm very simple when it comes to eating. Exactly. In the past. And I yeah. just, you know, when you're talking about chicken and rice and, and boring stuff, I mean, you might get lucky if I put sriracha and stuff or, <laughs> or soy sauce. I mean, I'm. I'm pretty bland. I think I grew up with my, my parents. My mom didn't put much spice on foods. Right. And so used I, to, I'm used to kind of more of a plain Jane or barbecue sauce. Yeah. <laughs> I put that on there, mustard. I mean, it's just, it's pretty. But now as you get older, you obviously like all the different spices and whatnot. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's good. So uh, talk to us about the operation side. I mean, with all this food and all these growing company across the country, how does. Right. So, so that was probably overwhelming for you. <laughs> it definitely is. You know, if, if you look, I look back uh, from two years ago and, you know, where we're at today is, is awesome. We're very thankful for that. Um, but really, you know, it's you don't really look at how big the operation is when we first started, what we do now, but you kind of take it at steps. And so you get to a certain a certain milestone and then you look forward to the next milestone. And that's that's kind of how we, we do things. And so essentially we're a, an online restaurant. And so we can really cater to anybody. It's like someone walked into our restaurant three times a day, five days a week or seven days a week to order from us. That's essentially what we are. And so we, we play a big role in, in our clients' lives, which is really exciting. Um, so we're more so, you know, a, a restaurant, but even more so you could say that we're, we're like a factory because we, we put out so much food mm-hmm. every single week just for, for everybody. And so, you know, the logistics can, can really play a solid role. And, and how, you know, how I mean, that is the, I mean, because I have, you know, my consulting company and do a lot of the media relations and government and public affairs work. But on the other side, I have SOC 101 and I've seen, uh, you know, the co-founder that runs the day to day, just talking to him about the shipping during SOC of the month week and, and just all of that stuff, too. And you have, you know, you're shipping out 15 meals or whatever it is yeah. uh, for a week, plus all these snacks into this refrigerated box and just the FedEx timing and all that. I mean, right. in 40 different states, I mean, that's that's a lot. It, it's a ton. Um, you know, we work with, uh, right now we use FedEx, mm-hmm. and it works very well. Um, you know, we have a big loading dock at our facility, uh, so we, we pack up everything, take everything. Care you of do them. that on, like, uh, Thursday, yep. and yeah. then it arrives on Friday or Saturday. Yep, exactly. And you do have an option if you live in Kansas City to pick it up. Yeah, at, at the FedEx store. Um, actually, we have a uh, fortunate enough to have some partnerships with a couple of uh, our local Gold's Gems oh, yeah, uh, Gold franchise Gems, in yeah. the area, yeah. so they can pick it up and save a little bit on shipping that way. And people people like to do that, so it works out well. Now, are you kind of set in stone now with your meals? Or are you? Because I mean, tell me, me. I've I've had a handful of different ones now. It's been a month. Right. You called me the other day. You're like, "What are we doing next?" And I'm like, "Oh, I love the program." I, do you mix it up, or is it kind of just from a, a menu perspective? I mean, yeah. For, yeah. Do you? Do you continually mix that up throughout the year? So if someone's on it for a year, let's say, right? I mean, is every month they're getting about the same menu? Actually, it's totally different. And so, uh, and so, the menu for June is going to be completely different from the menu in May. 
our breakfast options will stay somewhat similar just because it's important to have eggs, you know, and, and oatmeal and healthy breakfast and things like that. Mm-hmm. Either recipes will tweak lightly, but a lot of times, you know, we, I, I always liked, um, we, you know, growing up, you know, in your grandma's kitchen, something like that. She always had recipes and they were kind of, mm-hmm. kind of fun and, and, you know, everyone likes grandma's cooking. So we kind of do the same thing. So we're literally in the kitchen and we'll say, oh man, it, this, this sounds really good. Let's try and make this or let's try and make, you know, like a, a healthy type pizza or something like that. And, uh, and we'll literally come up with it, you know, be on the spot, introduce it to our clients. So we don't really have a bank. We're literally coming up with new things every single month. And how, do, who helps you with all that stuff? Uh, my chef plays a huge role mm-hmm. in something like that. So he, he's the one who takes care of, you know, operations, logistics and designing the, the, the menu. And then we have, you know, accountability as far as, you know, um, you know, keeping uh, certain things to certain healthy standards. And then, uh, and then also, you know, we have, a lot of times we'll listen to our clients' feedback. You know, they say, hey, you should try this. I'll, I'll respond, hey, that's a great idea. Look for it next month. You know, things like that. We like to be interactive with our clients, mm-hmm. and we like to listen to them. I think that's great. And I told you I was, and I'll be honest with our listeners, I was like, Nathan, I, I cannot do cauliflower. Yeah. I, I just don't like it. I never liked it. They got sick when I was like a little kid once eating it, and it, it, it never <laughs> leaves stories. your mind, you know. And, <laughs> but uh, we're going we're gonna to try to figure out, I'm going to move forward and, uh, do some more of it because the first month you get kind of excited about it and it's easy. It's so sure. easy yeah. and, and it arrives on time and yeah, it's just, uh, it's really cool. So you guys, uh, Nathan Korn, who is the founder of flexpromeals.com, 40 different States killing it in Kansas city. Great chef. They have great food. Check them out. Um, he's always available to, to answer any questions. The website has testimonials, uh, FAQs, what to order, the different plans. Uh, you've just heard that you're going to be getting new varieties, obviously, each month. Absolutely. Which is yeah. cool. Appreciate you coming on Grill Nation uh, today. And uh, got your website here. Anything else you want to promote for people to connect with you? Um, actually, we're coming out with uh, family plans that, okay. you, that you will see uh, in June. Very cool. And so, uh, you know, a lot of people are interested in our services. They're like, but, you know, what about my kids? What sure. about things like gotta that? Got to introduce healthy eating to them. Exactly. So we're doing uh, lunch and dinner plans for couples. And then, and then lunch and dinner plans for uh, the adults of families with uh, dinners for, for kids in the evening time. Very and cool. So, uh, that'll be up on the website. Exactly. Yeah. Very cool. Check that out, guys, at flexpromeals.com. Thanks for listening to Grill Nation show today. We'll talk to you again next week. Have a good one.